0: Welcome, listeners, to PS84's podcast. I'm Miss Acevedo here with Miss Anita. Happy New Year! Oh, Happy New Year! Today is January twenty-second, two thousand yes, eighteen. Yes, and we have a great show lined up for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So, Miss Anita, how are you? I'm great.
1: New I'm year, great. new year, new me. That's right. Hopefully, Any resolutions? Uh, yeah, several resolutions, and I've already uh, abandoned them. They've oh. fallen by the wayside.
0: Oh, how far did you make it? 22 uh, days
1: in? Uh, two days is more like it, yes. <laughs> two mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I still have a few going. Yeah, well... I mean, the weather's not cooperating, and it's just my clothes are not cooperating. I know. It's always the food. That's a hard one. Yes. Yes, it's definitely. Uh, and, you know, being indoors so much because of this uh, severe cold weather doesn't help. But uh, I'll be getting back on track. That's right. We'll make sure of that. Thank you. So, Ms. Anita,
0: you have a special guest today?
1: Yes, I'm excited about this guest because she's actually an old friend of PS84's. Um, she is a psychologist by profession, and um, we're very fortunate that she has decided to work with us, alongside us, and bring a wide menu of services to families, uh, particularly for our children. So I visited with Nancy earlier, and i um, like you to take a minute to listen to what she had to share. Um, I'm extra excited uh, with this podcast because we have a very, very special guest, uh, Dr. Nancy Freeman Carroll, who is a clinician, um, clinical psychologist, And she happens to be an old friend of PS84. And we are welcoming her today just to get to know her a little bit better and to ask her some questions about what kind of work she does with um, some families and students in her profession. Nancy, welcome. We're Thank happy you, to Anita. have you. Um, Nancy, you want to take a few minutes to just talk about yourself and what you do and where you work from and maybe some of the services you provide to uh, families? Okay. I'm here representing the
2: Parenting Center of the William Allenson White Institute. The William Allenson White Institute is a training center and a treatment center for psychotherapy and psychoanalysis, and it's located at 20 West 74th Street and one of our outreach programs has been to develop the parenting center as a way to provide information and support to parents in our community. Uh, so I'd be happy to answer some questions about what it's like to treat children, what kinds of uh, issues bring parents to call uh, a clinician, a social worker, a psychologist, to understand what's going on with their child and to support their efforts in being the best parents they can possibly be.
1: Nancy, this is great um, uh, because we've just opened up a parent resource room here at the school and it's a space that's designated uh, especially for parents to come in and tap into various uh, resources, uh, some of which will be in the mental health profession and uh, we have books and references for them to uh, access. So this is a really important resource for them and um, going forward, what we would like to do is open up uh, the channels of communication and invite parents to submit questions that they may Uh, want to ask a professional uh, regarding um, anything within their family life Uh, maybe their child is exhibiting uh, certain behaviors or they have questions about uh, parenting uh, technique or uh, parenting tools that you may uh, recommend um, and things of that nature so Nancy let me ask you what are some of the reasons that um, families may come to see you
2: well, the main reason that people come to see um, a a clinician for their child or for their family is if there's behavioral problems with their kids, and often those are picked up in school, and that's when the school gets involved and tells the parent, you know, we're a little concerned about this behavior. Sometimes it's about attention and focus and learning issues as well as behavior problems have to be evaluated. Um, So, And in addition to behavior problems and attention and focus problems, the clinician is going to try to understand what are the anxieties, what are the worries that underlie this behavior. And and sometimes it could be depression as well in children. These things, anxiety and depression manifest themselves in children, even more than adults, in behavioral problems because kids are not going to come right out and say it in words, they're going to show how they're feeling in their behavior. And sometimes it's a problem in the whole family, like there's some sort of, of event going on in the family, let's say a major illness of a close family member, and kids pick up the tension or the worry in the parents and they don't ask about it, but they might behave differently to show that they're, that they're concerned. So when a, when a clinician meets with a the family, they're going to first meet with the parents to try to understand something of the history of the problem and something of the background. Then they're going to also meet with the children, and they're going to also interface between the family and the teachers and the school, because our goal is to understand the whole child understand who mm-hmm. he or she is in school, in their mm-hmm. family, and as also as an individual. Okay.
1: What may be some of the warning signals that a parent um, should be alerted to that may require a visit to your office?
2: Well, I would think that any, any change that's really noticeable in the child's typical behavior. So a kid who usually... Uh, plays well by themselves, for example, and with other children, is suddenly much more clingy and unable to entertain themselves and unable to get along with peers. So, uh, you know, we generally think about negative emotions being expressed more because those are what are problematic. So, a child who might be crying more easily and very clingy and angry and getting into arguments with friends, it could be a child who's having greater t- difficulty paying attention. And so they're getting into trouble in school because they're not keeping up with the class or they're becoming disruptive. That could be for many reasons. Mm -hmm. And it it really, we see it as sort of a research uh, project to try to figure out, so what is going on? Why why is a child having trouble staying up with the class? Is there a learning issue, Mm -hmm. a processing issue in terms of hearing and speaking and reading and writing and doing math? Is there a social issue that's distracting them? Is there an issue at home that's distracting them, that they're worried and preoccupied and can't focus? Often uh, families need to come and consult when something major is happening and they're not sure what to do. Parents often wish that they could get away with not talking to their children about the difficult things that are happening in their life, like an upcoming move or a major illness or a divorce. And it's the clinician's job to help them find the best way to speak to their child, not to be frightened and avoid speaking completely. Because right. what kids invent in their head about what's going on around them can often be much more complicated and, and problematic than speaking to them in, the, in a language that they can understand at an age-appropriate level so that they are a part of the family and they can make sense of the things that they're noticing that are happening around them.
1: Okay. Um, at the parents' uh, consent, is this something that you work alongside with the school personnel?
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Everyone who sees a school-aged child should be in touch with their their school, their teacher. Uh, in the best of all possible worlds, should be making a visit to the school, um, at least in, as part of the initial evaluation, maybe periodically, because school is really where Children spend a good chunk of their time and they, and they interact with people and the clinician who's going to interact with that child needs to understand how they're behaving in that environment.
1: Good, good. So Nancy, we're excited because we're looking to, 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 to expand on um, this initiative in asking parents to share with us what their concerns are within their family. Um, they can submit their questions anonymously to either myself or Mr. Acevedo. Uh, they can leave a handwritten note in our mailboxes or email me, um, and I will present their questions to you, the doctor, uh, and during future podcasts. And so I'm inviting parents to do so. You can reach me at my email address, a h a u s c h i l d at schools with an s at the end, dot nyc dot G-O-V. Uh, please submit your questions for dr nancy and um, we'll make sure to address uh, whatever questions concerns ideas you may have about your child and we will broadcast it at a later date with our future podcast. Let me add just one other
2: thing, that we have been coming to PS84 this year with the school year with some workshops, and we do have some others planned. So we've already spoken about setting limits and talking to kids about difficult topics like death and illness. We're also going to be talking about separation and divorce in February, and in the months to come, we'll talk about what makes a resilient child, how to support empathy in your kids, uh, another presentation will be on kids and electronics and there'll be at least one about peer relationships um, how to bully proof your child and talking about you know what goes on with kids and their friends at different ages
1: okay very good nancy i'm glad that you mentioned that Um, yes we can look forward to all of those workshops Those will be posted on our monthly school calendar that will go home with students on a monthly basis. It'll also be mentioned on our website and various calendars from the classroom teachers. Okay, Nancy, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today and telling us all about the services you provide. I'm sure that we're going to get a huge response from our Families, and um, I look forward to addressing those questions and concerns with you next time. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: That was very informative, Anita. I'll make sure to thank Dr. Nancy Foss.
1: Yes, I, I will. And this is really great because. Um, if we can tap into um, our children, our children are our greatest resource, and um, oftentimes if we can help parents to navigate um, the child-rearing years, um, you know, that'll trickle down to the children, the children will be happier, the parents will be happier, and what we want are healthy parents and families.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very powerful, the series, the podcast, uh, interviewing Dr. Nancy, bringing that That resource to our school, PS84, it has the potential to be very powerful.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And if we can address all of these little things that may prevent children from um, academic success, um, then it's a good thing.
0: Right. So if you notice, our podcast is a little different. Usually we have uh, informative calendar read. Um, we're, We're thinking about changing the format make sure to look out for the calendar? Or do you want to go through the calendar? There's one
1: thing I'd like to remind parents. Well, we sent home recently two different notices. Uh, One letter was inviting parents to participate in our job readiness series. And it's a four week. um, It's in four week installments. We've already begun this past Tuesday. We had a very low turnout, despite parents uh, indicating their interests. So we're hoping that on Tuesday, January 23rd, those parents will come out. Um, You don't have to RSVP, just show up Tuesday, January 23rd at 8.30 a.m. We'll be working out of room 114. And again, it's a job readiness program that will help parents to um, create a a more impressive resume, uh, reinvent themselves on paper, Uh, how to apply for that dream job and just tweak their um, credentials and and their experience so that their resume stands out. And then later on in the series, we'll practice with mock interviews and how to make their assets stand out. Um, Some people have difficulty with that. They can be the best qualified candidate for the job, but oftentimes um, they don't promote themselves in a way that they should Um, so those those areas will be touched upon um, by the facilitator and hopefully the goal is for parents who participate in this workshop to leave uh, more informed and with more sense of um,
0: empowerment
1: empowerment and uh, self-esteem and and a positive image of themselves
0: um, just to be clear Because the first session was last Tuesday, they haven't missed anything. They can still come and catch up. Right,
1: they can still come and catch up. And then hopefully the facilitator will add on to the end of the four-part series uh, to make up for the lost time.
0: Right. Okay, that sounds great. Any other announcements?
1: Yes. We are partnering with the New York Historical Society on the uh, citizenship project. And basically what it is is those... uh, citizens, no, so those people, people from other countries from around the world seeking to gain permanent citizenship here in the United States, Um, this workshop or this series is preparing them for the citizenship exam. Mm. So um, participants should already have their green card. Only green card holders can participate. And then this is the next step. To gaining citizenship, so the New York Historical Society, um, along with PS eighty four, will be hosting this series, and hopefully participants can um, better prepare for the upcoming exam. Yeah,
0: that sounds great. Sounds interesting. Rant. Sounds intriguing. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so that's our podcast. Is mm-hmm. it?
1: I guess. Okay. It's
0: going on for twenty minutes.
1: with something else we're doing, we should say. So. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm Mr. Acevedo. I'm Miss Anita. And so we meet again.